The views and opinions expressed by any hosts or guests of WJMS Radio do not reflect the beliefs of its owners or associates. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to WJMS Radio or the show hosts whose words, advice, and or opinions appear from or on our website or on air. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Are we on the air? You're listening to WJMSRadio.com. Jam. This chick is a sick individual. You're tuned in to Sound Off with your girl Jams right here on WJMSRadio.com. There is no competition. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Sound Off right here on WJMS Radio. This is your girl, Jams. So excited to be with you guys this afternoon. To be honest with you, I can't remember if I need to wish y'all a happy 2019 or not. Have I done any shows since 2019 started? Like, it has been a whirlwind of craziness this entire year so far. Um, January felt like it lasted at least, you know, 57 business days. Like, it's just ridiculous. But anyway, I'm going to wish a happy 2019 to you guys anyway, just because. So, happy 2019. And Welcome to Sound Off. I am glad to be back. I was on a little bit of a mini hiatus. Very, very good to be back on the microphone with you guys and to have a wonderful, awesome guest with me. Before I get into that for today, of course, I want to thank the folks behind the scenes that help make Sound Off and WJMS possible. Thank you guys so much for all your hard work, especially the team that stays in my corner. Um, you guys are you know, definitely the MVPs <laughs> in a lot of situations. So thank you guys for all that you do. Uh, and I also want to shout out the social media for today. So folks, if you want to follow us on social media, we are at WJMS Radio on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. We also have a little bit of video content up on YouTube at WJMS Radio if you want to check that out as well. Uh, but I want to get into the show for this afternoon. I have a very, very special guest with me today. Really excited to talk to this lady. Her name is Anika Woods-Wilson, and she is the founder of Nobody Greater LLC. She's an activation ambassador for life, events, and businesses, and she helps people overcome their past habits and barriers to build a promising future and thrive, maximizing their confidence and, and potential. Um, before she started her business and her nonprofit, she graduated from Florida A&M. Shout out A&M. What's up? Um, with a criminal justice bachelor's degree, of course. And she's going to be getting her master's in psychology from Capella University as well. Uh, Anika was previously employed as a drug counselor, corrections officer, child protective investigator, mental health caseworker, and a recovery specialist for mentally insane inmates for over 20 years. So she has a lot of time in this game, ladies and gentlemen. And now she works using all of her experience and education to implement strategies and clients' lives that will allow them to reach their goals. So she loves serving her community. She loves spending time with the family and exploring the art of food. Of course, who doesn't love the art of food? But I want to take this moment to say welcome to the show, Anika. Thank you for being with me and welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, yes. And yes, I love food. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I was like, oh, something near and dear to my heart. Definitely. <laughs> the most important part, right? Right, right. So, yeah, let's let's jump right into it. You know, um, first of all, I, I love your background. I love that you have so much experience just in the community and, you know, actually behind bars with helping helping folks behind bars get the help that they need. So, so many times these services are needed and they're cut from different programs and they've, you know, been dropped from different places. So it's so good to see somebody who had been doing that for so long, you know, just in the community, helping out, doing whatever they can. So it's, it's really refreshing to hear that. But um, talk to everybody about how Nobody Greater LLC got started and sort of a little bit more on your background and where you came from and bring us all up to speed on where you are today. Okay. Well, to, to your point, what you said about being behind the scenes, working behind bars and programs getting cut. You know, I went to FAMU and mm -hmm. one thing that I learned there being in criminal justice was the amount of opportunity there was to to work in the community. You know, when we're growing up, we just know about being a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher. We don't really know what's out there for us. My goal at that time was to be a cop, but I started in corrections because an opportunity fell in my lap where I met someone that was like, yes, you know, just apply. And it started that way. Um, I was a real naive, gullible little 24-year-old woman when I walked <laughs> in those gates. And 10 years later, when I walked out, I was a different human being. Yeah. Um, I learned, I grew, you know, I took on a job as a child protective investigator because I really wanted to be in investigations. I knew that I didn't want to go back to school to get a master's degree immediately because I wanted experience. 
I wanted to know what was out there. Mm -hmm. So everything that I do is developmental because I, I know that, you know, you can read things, you can go to school, but you really need experience. And so I wanted to kind of just kind of get my feet wet. As I was doing those things, the one thing that bothered me most was limitations. In every job that I had working in the prison, I wasn't supposed to talk to the inmates so much. Yeah. You know, you can, you can only do so much. You know, go serve your eight, hit the gate, go home, don't care, don't feel, you know, don't do these things. And I've always been an empath. I've always been a very caring person, you know, and that job is really authoritative. But I took from it what I needed to take to build. And so that's what I did, and I went on to the next. Then I became a uh, drug counselor, and in doing that, that just broke my heart because then again, you're supposed to go in there, teach groups, have individual sessions, help people with warrants, help people find housing, help people write resumes, get jobs, try to start over. You lose a lot of patients. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to get used to death and grief and and in all of these jobs, there's so much that comes with it that a lot of people just don't know about. Yeah. But in every single one of those jobs, I didn't like the fact that there was limits on my ability to help these people. That was a problem for me. And with every problem comes a solution. Came nobody greater. Mm, I like that. I like that transition I guess a little bit into what nobody greater actually does because you know you, you talked about how you ran into these limitations behind the bars and behind the scenes so talk a little bit about how nobody greater is challenging those things and and sort of breaking down those barriers to truly help people in the way that they need to be helped I love the way that you said challenging because that's how I live my brain works on challenge <laughs> so nobody greater started off as a life coaching business that was the only thing that I knew to call it because you either have coaching or consulting. And, you know, initially a lot of people don't know what a consultant is. So I didn't call it that at first. I was just trying to find all of those people in the streets that I knew needed help that I wasn't able to help while I was working a nine to five. They would call me, you know, I was a, a life, uh, a life group uh, ministry leader in my church. I had a single mom's ministry. I had a women's ministry, like I was doing all these things, but the thing that I didn't like is that I didn't have the time to really put in the effort to to put my heart into helping these people. I knew I was different. I just didn't know how to make sense of it. It was just overwhelming because everybody always needed me and I just couldn't be there. So in terms of, you know, because you said in the beginning, you know, it started off as a sort of a life coaching business. And now you have a lot of services that you guys offer. Like you guys have conference planning, events planning, you know, podcasts, business consulting, strategy sessions, speed networking. You know, you have a, a whole laundry list of different things that you offer now. So can you talk a little bit about how Nobody Greater has evolved from where it was in the beginning to the multi sort of platform business that it is now? And sort of what were some of the... Um, the, I guess the milestones that, you know, you came into that that needed to happen in order for you to, to add these branches to the business. Interestingly enough, the one thing that I didn't have control over was people that need help have to want help. Yeah. And when I started the business, I started it because I knew that people needed help. And I was seeking out the people that I knew were in need. Well, my hand got bit and the business started failing because those people weren't, they weren't investing in services. You know, I was literally just basically out here just begging people to listen to me and say, hey, you, you asked for my advice. I give it to you, but you have to put in the work. Yeah. And none of them are willing to put in the work. And so I was like, okay, this life coaching thing is not all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> so I really thought that by not titling it therapy, that more people would reach out because that's kind of what happened is that, you know, I'm in school for psychology, worked in the capacity and just kind of have a little bit of insight into things. But people, they really don't want to hear that. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, how can I do this different? And so I started off as a mental health um, coach. I tried mental wellness coaching. I tried naming it all kind of different things because <laughs> my passion is really mental health. Yeah. But I didn't want to use that because people run from that. They do. And mm -hmm. I was like, how can I provide personal and professional development and help people, you know, tap in and ask for help, you know, because now I'm like, I know people in every market that are here, but people don't ever tap into it. They just want to complain about it. So I said, okay, let me do a podcast. Well, my podcast was an accidental success. It was just <laughs> an idea. It was not supposed to be a thing. Yeah. And I had women 
from across the world. I have more women from Canada, South Africa, Australia, the UK, who are on here, who have different methodologies, who have services, who help me do projects, who are just supportive, but have different ways of, of doing things that we even do. But it's all beneficial to all of us. And so I said, okay, now I have access to resources, but I still need to reach people. How do I do that? And I said, a conference. I said, but a conference is only in one spot. I need to reach the whole country. Yeah. And I said, okay, I'll make it a series, and we'll just go from city to city. And that's how Women of Impact Conference Series came about. Wow. Yeah, and I do want to dive into that, too, because I want to kind of talk about what that that series is going to entail, where it's going to go, what you guys are going to do, and all that kind of stuff. We're going to hit that in a little while in the show. Um, but I want to talk about, bring it back a little bit and talk about this mental health stigma. Because you, you hit on something really important there is that, you know, we can put all of the services in the community that we want and that we know people need. But if they're not willing to reach out for them or they're not willing to accept the fact that they need them, you know, we're doing it all for naught, unfortunately. So in your opinion, exactly. I, and this is kind of a crazy question. I don't really expect you to have a full answer because, you know, if there was an answer to this question, there wouldn't be the problem, of course. But, you know, how do we sort of start to combat that stigma of getting mental health services? Because therapy is normal. Therapy needs to be normalized. And I think that it has gotten such yep. a bad connotation over the years through media, through, you know, maybe even word of mouth or whatever. But just the idea of seeking mental health automatically puts this sort of stigma on you that I think people are so afraid to to even adventure into it and just, you know, talk to somebody about what they're feeling that they're willing to suffer through all the things that they're suffering through just to save face. So how is it that we, you know, as mental health professionals or you guys as mental health professionals can sort of help to combat that stigma and make it so that, you know, getting mental health is normalized again? The answer to that is putting faces to the label. Mm. I have always been told that I talk too much or I tell my business. And I, I used to listen to people, and my mother taught me that anybody that has secrets has a problem. Because if it's something that you can't tell, there's something wrong with it. And the thing that we have to understand is there's nothing wrong with a diagnosis or a label. It's, it's absolutely normal to have something, whether it be a physical ailment, a medical ailment, whatever it is it really does change your life and have something to do with your quality of life. So it's okay to talk about it. And I'll tell anybody, I have PTSD. I've had PTSD since I was 14 years old. Now, the thing is, is that people think you have to be in the military mm -hmm. or they think that, you know, something has to be extremely wrong with you or they think that it's violent or, or all these different connotations because of lack of education. But the reality of it is, is if we start putting faces to the labels, then it normalizes it because the one thing I listened to is Charlemagne because it, it was drawn to me. I just happened to hear it one day and he talked about how he has anxiety and how he goes to a therapist. And this is what has to happen is people start having to have to talk about it. Taraji Henson started talking about it. As yeah. people start talking about it, talking about it and people start seeing that it's normal people with a diagnosis or a label and it's okay you know, that we're imperfect or that we feel overwhelmed or that we have panic attacks or that we may cry sometimes or you may have periods of depression or you actually grieve, you know, a death of somebody or a loss or something. Those things are all normal. So people get afraid of words that they don't know. They're afraid of PTSD. They don't know what it means. They're afraid of anxiety because they think that it looks a certain way or they think that schizophrenia is a certain thing or they think that depression is, is abnormal. But realistically is these are all part of emotion and we all have these things whether you call it that or not we all have these and experience these things but we have to be educated and we have to want to know more because the one thing about my as african-american individual our community has been suffering with these things addiction eating disorder we've been suffering with it for generations yep. but because it was never talked about it's it's hidden and then you wonder why your kids have issues at school or because we don't know, you know, the, the medical histories of our, our mates. We need to know these things because we're, we're, you know, it's a disservice to ourselves and our children by not knowing and not educating ourselves. Because the minute that we know what we're dealing with, then we can combat it. But if we ignore it, we're just suffering in silence. Wow. 
Yeah, I I had to just let you go off for a second there because that was everything you just said was absolutely true and absolutely refreshing to hear, you know, and I say that from my own personal experience, you know, like I have a label I could put on myself now that I just recently got, you know, and it's something that I've been struggling with because, you know, the folks in my circle that do know what's going on, they're like, you don't look like it. You look all right. I'm like, well, I mean, what am I supposed to look like? You know, like, <laughs> what is this? A, what am I supposed to appear like to you in order to to validate this, this quote unquote label? Um, exactly. And just listening to you talk about that, like, I just was like, yes, yeah, like, it's not... You know, it's 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 like a total opposite, you know, of of what people think, <laughs> you know, like it's there are people who exactly. who, you know, well, I guess I'll say it, who personify it. You know, I guess who our our ideal person looks like with that with that condition. Yeah. You know, and then there are people that have it and it's like, oh, well, you know, like she looks normal. Well, yeah, like it there. It doesn't have to be just one certain thing. So I, I really appreciate you know, everything that you just said, it, it honestly, it just spoke to me personally. Um, and I just, I wanted to let you keep going. Cause I was just, I was getting something out of it. Um, so I appreciate that. And, and that's the thing is that we all, you know, a lot of people like to throw words or throw shade. They use it as shade. You know, people like to say, Oh, you're bipolar. And it's like, do you really know what that means? Yeah. Like you have no idea. You watched a movie and you think that you know what that means. And so you throw it as an insult to somebody else. But you have no idea the damage you're doing, not to mention the ignorance yeah. behind it, you know, is like these things actually mean something and they have to do with personalities. But more importantly, they have to do with things that have happened to us or chemical imbalances or whatever that we need to fix, you know, and it's OK. Like, I just want everybody to know it's OK to have something like I have chronic illness, a whole bunch of them. And people say, like you said. People say, you don't look like you have fibromyalgia. You don't look like you have emphysema. I was diagnosed with emphysema at 35 years old. I don't look like I have emphysema. Why? Because my skin doesn't look like it. What what does that mean? Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's my mission in life right now is because I just want people to know what it looks like. We look human. Yeah. And you know, like I haven't, um, I haven't spoken about it publicly yet about what happened so for me I got diagnosed with uh stage four lung cancer last December or this past December and I don't smoke I've never smoked I and you know immediately as soon as I tell people you know the diagnosis like well you don't look like it and I'm like well what am I supposed to look like you know like (laughs) just because I got the diagnosis it doesn't mean like I have oxygen you know oxygen tank trailing behind me I don't you know like I'm not going through chemo chemo where you know I'm losing my hair and things like that but I have medication that I take for it you know and it's there's there is pain you know there's there's chronic pain that comes with it just you know back pain and stuff like that and there's shortness of breath and trouble breathing you know, I've just started coming to sort of terms with it. And like I said, I haven't I haven't revealed it to anybody, but it's just, you know, we put these labels on it. Like as soon as I tell people, oh, you know, lung cancer, they assume, oh, but you don't smoke. I'm like, no, but I have lungs. So it's possible, you know, like. Just, Absolutely true. And that's exactly. the part that gets me. It's like just because like it, you don't have to smoke to have lung cancer, you have to have lungs to have lung cancer. Like and that's the fight that, you know, I'm going through is is understanding that it's not because of a lack of things that I did. Like you didn't smoke, you know, you did it. No, you still had lungs. It doesn't matter. Like it, it doesn't matter, you know? So it's, it's interesting. It's, um, it's funny. I'm like, I got, I, I got to get back into, into my, my frame of thought because now I'm totally to the left of things, but <laughs> we'll take, uh, we'll take our That's first. Okay. I have, yeah, I, go ahead. I have that effect on people. Yeah. Yeah. Like what the heck, man, I bring you on this show to be a guest and you got me all tripping. Anyway, <laughs> We're going to take uh, our first quick break of the show here. When we come back on the other side, we're going to dive back into Nobody Greater LLC. And we're going to talk about some of the things you struggled with putting this business together and some of the things that you have excelled with. So everybody stay tuned. And when we be back, when we come back, we'll hit that in a little bit more. Again, if you want to catch us on social media, we are at WJMS Radio on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. And we'll be right back. Don't drink no smoke. Respect grandmother Don't cross the line And boy don't fight It's the truth from what I'm told It's the black gospel 
Or go to school Then get a job Stay on your side And just survive It's the truth From what I'm told It's a black gospel You better believe it Hands to the ceiling Oh, respect the preacher You better believe it Say amen Treat your lady right Put a roof over her head And pay your debt It's the truth From what I'm told It's the black guy's bold It's the truth Back to sound off on WJMS Radio. This is your girl Jams. If you're just joining us, you missed the better part of a really a monumental show. Um, definitely monumental show. Like things things happen for a reason, and I just got like a super smack in the face with it this afternoon with this guest here. Special guest Anika Wilson is with me. She's the founder of Nobody Greater LLC, and she's got some kind of witchcraft or something that she's working with. Cause I don't know what just happened. Um, but no, we're having a really, we're actually having a really a good conversation with each other and kind of talking about, um, just stigmas and labels and stuff that we put on people and our own personal stigmas and how our own personal stigmas we think kind of brought us together a little bit, um, in a very weird way. But before that, we were talking about her business and her nonprofit, uh, nobody greater. So good side, you know, business is always booming. Things like that happen, you know, like the business takes off, things are wonderful, but I want to talk about the hard parts of the business. I want to talk about the part that the roller coaster ride part that nobody really likes to talk about. And that's the ups and downs that you go through. I want to talk about some of the downs. So can you talk a little bit about some of the obstacles and things you've had to overcome um, in bringing this business together and, you know, just some of the triumphs that you've had in, in making it flourish? Sure. Um, As I just said, I have PTSD, but I also have panic disorder and a lot of medical issues. And I I quit my job February 1st last year. So my business just turned a year old on February 2nd. And I could not believe it when it popped up. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. I couldn't believe it. I was like, if I can make it a year, then that means that I'm I'm destined to keep pushing. I quit my job as a therapist um, to start a business. And I had no idea what that meant. I just knew that I couldn't deal with my boss anymore and that <laughs> I had a bigger purpose. I was like, I'm going to go to jail or I'm going to have to figure something out. So <laughs> I was like, okay, um, I'm going to do this. And so I drove Uber and Lyft. And, you know, I almost have a master's degree, but I was driving Uber and Lyft to support my three kids 
um, and, and to follow my dream because in all of these years, I knew that I wasn't designed to conform. I did it. I worked in corporate. I had these jobs. I loved what I did, but I always hated the organizational structure, the lack of empathy, you know, the restrictions that were placed on me. And so I yeah. said, okay, I'm going to do this. And um, it was crazy because I didn't know what it looked like. I just kept every day I would do something different. And it took hours and hours of research. I didn't have money to get a website designed. So I had to learn how to design a website. I, I didn't know how to do anything except for preach, teach, um, empower, counsel, educate, just over the years of me doing it. And the one thing that I, I want to tell people is that you have to just realize that you are equipped for your calling. Whatever it is, you have to stop thinking that you need another certification or another degree or something else. You have to know that you are designed to do what you are designed to do. And so I sat there and I was like, do I need a business degree? I looked at life coaching um, um, organizations and they wanted like $40,000 for yeah. leadership. And I was like, well, every place that I worked, I had to go to in-service training. I was in law enforcement. I was in counseling. I was a case manager. I knew how to do CPR. I know how to do social service um, social security applications. I was like, I know how to do a lot of things. And so I was like, you know what? I don't need any of that. I just need to figure out how to make it work. And so I went from getting, I think I had, it took me probably like eight months to get four clients. And I had to just like get outside of my comfort zone. I um, was talking to people in the community. I was still working on my ministry and I just really started doing a lot of personal development. Yeah, And that's what really took the most time was that I had to really dig into myself for the first time I started putting myself first. And that meant getting married. That hey. meant moving from where <laughs> I lived. And those two things really, really propelled me to where I am today. Because when I left the environment that I was in, I grew, I built confidence and strangers started supporting my dream when those people that I knew wouldn't. And mm -hmm. it really forced me to step out on faith and to just understand that I was equipped and that I didn't need validation from those places that I was seeking it, that I had everything I needed to do and to just put it out there. And when I started putting it out there, when I started, you know, building my Facebook and Instagram and learning and reaching out and talking to people, people were like, oh, you're amazing. And I'm like, really? Like, okay. <laughs> I just, I don't. Oh, okay. And, and as I realized it was working, I was like, this is success because you don't know what success looks like until you know that you're doing something right. And that's all success is, is doing the right thing. That doesn't mean doing it the right way because it's trial and error. You have to know that nothing is perfect. Everybody's waiting for the perfect time. Everybody's waiting for the perfect opportunity. We're imperfect. That means try. Just make a choice and choose. And you're going to do it. And I mean, it came to the point where I had no clients because I was really like bending over backwards. You know, people kept saying, pick your target audience. And I was like, well, I can help everybody. Yeah. But then as I started realizing who I resonated with, that started telling me who I needed to be talking to, where I needed to be planted, what organizations and what events I needed to be at, what websites I needed to follow, what literature I needed to read. And I just have really just every day I'm doing certain amount of hours of devotion, certain amount of hours of research, and the right people have come into my path like I have never known. I mean, it's to the point now where I have to put my phone down because I'm like, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> but I'm like, this is everything I asked for. And it has happened. And now I feel like it's happening with little effort. But when you're doing what you love, it's not work. It's true. It's very true. And yeah, it's like you, you have this it's you struggle in the beginning because you're trying to figure out what's going on and you're trying to make it work and you're doing the things that you think are what you need to do to exactly. make it work. And then when you stop doing all that stuff, all of a sudden, like things just start happening. All of a sudden things take off and you're like, what is OK? All right. Like same exactly. thing. Same thing happened with with the radio station. You know, I was here. I was doing my thing. I was trying things that I think would work and then they wouldn't work. And I'd be like, that didn't work. And I just kept on trying and trying and trying different things till finally I just was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna just I'm I'm just gonna I'm just going to. That's it. <laughs> like I'm just it's gonna still, yeah. just it. And then all yep. of a sudden I just, you know, so many shows popped up, so much content popped up, opportunities popped up, interviews popped up, and it just started it just randomly took it, off. Um, you know, and it was just crazy. But I definitely feel everything that you said. So 
you know, you've you've talked about your past adversity and things like that and the stuff that you struggle with currently day to day. How do you think dealing with all of those things and how do you think the adversity that you felt in the past and you've dealt with in the past has helped you to sort of create and formulate this business? You know, do you think that that stuff has had anything to do with how you structure the way you work? It has everything to do with it. The decision that I made is to live life out loud. Mm. And that is what nobody greater is based on. Nobody greater is based on letting God work through you. I am not a coach. Like it's not an eco coaching because it's not about me. It's about God. Like Mm -hmm. when I realized that I am a vessel and that people associate with people, people don't understand faith sometimes because they don't know what it looks like. They can't see it. And so nobody greater is literally me living life out loud. Everything that I've been through, I've been raped multiple times. I've been um, homeless twice. I was homeless over a year ago with my three kids in a car Mm. for a month. You know, I didn't go through these things in vain. I had to figure out, okay, how do I heal? And I said, I heal by talking you know, to other people by sharing my truth, because my truth is actually many people's truth. But a lot of those people are afraid. And I've never had sense enough to have that kind of fear. I have other fears, but my fear has never been of telling my story. I just, I started seeing the impact that my life and my story had on other people. And I said, that is why I had to go through it so that I can show others that there is another side to it. And that doesn't mean that it's going to stop. Pain is going to continue. It just shows me how to deal with it differently. And so I really like spend my life, you know, I thought I had to get a counseling degree. I thought I had to be in a treatment center or a hospital or a prison. And I realized all I have to do is live life and be open, open to give and open to receive. And that's all. That's all I do. I, I just, I give and I receive. And that receiving, that reception from other people and from collaboration, it propels me and it gives me the energy, the resources to keep doing it. And it just grows and it travels and it hits who it needs to hit. And I don't try to figure it out anymore. I just wake up every day and I just tap into the right opportunities. And the word that I use for all of my clients and everywhere I go is intuition. Mm. It is a gift that is given to us and we fail because we disregard it. And I just use it every day to know when I need to move forward, when I need to sit still and when I need to fall back. So listen, um, I'm going to need you to know that a lot of this episode is going to get cut up and made into sound bites for my radio station. Just so you're aware. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm cool. Cause I'm like that whole section you just said, like about intuition and everything. I'm like, yep, that needs to be a sound bite. All right. I'm just like, yep, that's a sound bite right there. Okay. <laughs> it's like, I'm just taking all these notes, <laughs> but no, listen, like, honestly, I'm, I'm interviewing you, but I feel like I'm also, getting worked on, if you will, at the same time, because as you're speaking and as you're talking about these things, I'm myself realizing, you know, how the universe is working, you know, like the platform and using it to forward, forward moving, making forward thinking and stuff like that, and just moving the the needle forward. So I'm learning from you as I'm interviewing you. And I I think it's absolutely amazing. So um, I just want to thank you for that. But (laughs) I digress. It's Uh, my pleasure. I mean, I love it. I want to bring it back a little bit to your beginnings because you talk about, you know, how when you were first in the criminal justice system and how there were so many barriers and things like that and working as a counselor and stuff like that. Have you ever given any thought to going back to those same sort of platforms or venues and seeing if there's a way to start to break down some of those barriers? Because the work you're doing is, you know, no doubt amazing. But it's like I would love to see these barriers that you talked about broken down in these prisons and stuff like that so that counselors and prisoners and things can really get to the nitty gritty of what help they need, you know, without having these these restrictions. So have you considered, you know, going back in there and kind of challenging those things or, you know, what have you thought about doing in terms of of spreading um, of the work that you're doing? Well, I've already talked to um, my tribe because I told everybody that my goal from the beginning was to have an empire. It's not about me, you know, one-on-one coaching. It's about building a platform to hire single moms, you know, people. I'm a military wife now, but we have a lot of military spouses who, because of the travel, they can't work. They can't get a job because they're moving. Yeah. Um, 
my goal at this time is to build and spread because I really want nobody greater to be an institution. I want it to be something that can go into, you know, other schools, um, prisons, hospitals. I want to teach leadership. I want to teach empathy. I want to teach transition. I want to teach things to people because the way that it is um, presented to a lot of people, it, it's not received. And so to your point, I really, I went to get my master's so that I could go back into the prison in mental health instead of security or classification. And I, you know, I struggle a lot because do I want to get my PhD or do I not? My original goal was to get my PhD before entrepreneurship. But now I really want people to understand that there are many avenues to doing it. Yeah. And yes, I really want to create a program that can go into prisons that can speak to not only the inmates, but to the guards. You mm-hmm. have a lot of people that have platforms that don't know that they're on a platform and don't know how to use them well. Yeah. And so we have to really empower and educate people that are in positions to do more with what they have. I love that. I absolutely love that. You know, it's, and it's true because you look at some of these folks in the media even who I'm like, do you, you realize that like people watch you, right? Like that you're a role model for people and this is what you're doing. Like this is, they don't realize it. Yeah. And it's crazy. They really don't. And they don't realize how impressionable people are and how much they're impacting that, whether it be positive or negative. Yep, exactly. Exactly. All right, well, we're going to take our second quick break of the show. When we come back on the other side, uh, I have a couple more questions for you. I also want to give you an opportunity to talk about any events and things that you have coming up, um, like the Women of Impact um, Conference and just any other events that may be happening on the horizon, um, and also give you an opportunity to shout out your contact information so other people can get this work, (laughs) and it doesn't have to just be me, of course. So everybody stay tuned. When we come back on the other side of the break, we'll hit that in a little bit more. Again, on social media, we are at WJMS Radio, and we'll be right back. Right back. I testify. Let me 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 test
Welcome back to Sound Off on WJMS Radio. This is your girl, Jams, having an absolutely wonderful conversation with my special guest, Anika Woods-Wilson. She is the founder of Nobody Greater LLC. We've been having a really just really good connection with each other and a really good conversation with each other. Right before the break, I mentioned that we we're going to dive into um, the services that she offers for Nobody Greater because it started off, like you said, originally as a life coaching uh, service, and now it has evolved into so much more. So why don't you go through and give the audience a little bit of a rundown on each of the different services you offer um, and, you know, I guess maybe sort of what some of the, not rules and regulations, but, you know, some of the stipulations and guidelines are if they want to get involved with it. Okay, sure. So the first project I have is my podcast. It's called Your Voice, Your Power with Anika. And this podcast um, allows anyone to come on and tell their truth. We talk about adversity. We talk about business. We talk about life. Um, I just really encourage people to use their voice because a lot of times we're silent and we don't realize the power behind just talking, telling our truth, or just having a conversation um, a lot of times the conversations turn into way deeper than what people anticipate, but that's what people need. They need to hear truth. They need to know what these things look like and also how to come through them. So Your Voice, Your Power with Anika is uh, is my podcast. I have uh, guest panels where we may have a topic, like we have forgiveness. We had Black Men Tells All. We have um, We talk about mental wellness. We talk about being raised by mental illness. Um, these are the kinds of things we talk about in addition to business. Um, and then I also am a business consultant. And so I help people who are trying to figure out how to monetize their gifts. So if you've been thinking about starting a business, or if you're in an MLM or you have no idea where to go, um, I'll help you. If you want to start a podcast, I'll help you. If you want to design a website, I'll help you. If I don't have the, the sources myself, I then give you the resources. My platform has hundreds of people across the, the world. So I will connect you to someone who can, can help you if I can't. Um, in addition to that, I have a speed networking um, opportunity with my publicist, Dillis Victoria. We get on with people and we connect them to other people who are doing what they're doing so that we make the introduction. We also brainstorm and we create a, a template for people to use in moving forward in their businesses. So um, we have that. And then I'm also an event planner. So in doing conferences myself, I just have a way of, of knowing a lot about resources, sponsorships, things that you need to know to be able to move forward. So as an activation ambassador, I kind of just have uh, tailored services to activating, putting some fire up under your butt so you can make a move instead of sitting here and wallowing in your, in your thoughts because thoughts can be dismissed, but action cannot. Mm. I love it. I love it. And if folks want to get a hold of you or take advantage of any of these services, how do they get in touch with you? The best place to find me is nobodygreaterinc.com. Nobodygreaterinc.com. All right. That's my website, and it's got all of that on there. Sounds good. And then you have, like, Facebook, Instagram, all that kind of stuff, too, as well, right? Also, my handle is nobodygreaterinc on Instagram. Nobody Greater LLC and Anika Woods Wilson on Facebook. All right. So, and then of course, uh, we have to talk real quick about this Women in Impact conference. So, I'm excited for this. You know, I'm definitely interested in how to be a part of it or, you know, go to it, whatever. I just want to be, I want to be in it. <laughs> so, I love um, that. Yeah. Give the audience a little bit of a breakdown on what the Women of Impact event is going to be, where it's being held. Um, I know it's in various different cities and what they can expect um, for each of these, these sort of conferences. Women of Impact is a mission to bring awareness, personal and professional development to women across the world. So we are having women from every country and um, pretty much almost every state coming to speak at five locations across the country. We're going to be speaking on health and wellness, beauty and brain, transition, spirituality, business, um, education, we're going to have um, people from universities. We're going to have speakers, life coaches, authors. They're going to be signing their books. They're going to be telling secrets. But most importantly, we're going to be working towards the theme for this year, 2019, of identity. 
we're going to be talking about how to walk in your purpose, but identify your identity. So every woman is going to be talking about where they're coming from, what happened to them, how they turned it into a business or, or what they're doing in their communities. But I really wanted people to see what things look like. You know, when you hear about a medium or you hear about a life coach or you hear about, um, we have divorce coaches, we have health and wellness coaches, we have kitchen coaches, we have um, authors from all kinds of realms, children's authors, we have radio personalities. Everyone's coming so that we can educate each other on our own gifts, but also so that people can have tangible services. You'll be able to talk to these people, you'll be able to connect, you'll be able to take it and share it with people around you. And so I didn't want it to be in one spot where only one community could benefit. I decided to put it in places where I have um, resources. So it'll be in Montgomery, Alabama, March 15th and 16th. It'll be in Atlanta, Georgia, May 3rd and 4th. It'll be in Port St. Lucie, Florida, where I just moved from. It'll be there August 3rd and 4th. And then after that, we'll be in Houston, I want to say in September, and we'll be in San Diego in November. Okay. So nowhere over here on the East Coast. <laughs> I'm thinking about going north, but with the Northeaster, I'm like, um, I'm not sure when we're going to do that. Yeah. But we did have um, a lot of interest from Canada. And yeah. so we will be in Canada in 2020. Okay. And then... I have had a lot of interest from the men that I'm meeting and working with. And so we will be having a men of impact, but I'm not exactly sure when I can fit it in and <laughs> what city. I'm not going to say it's going to be a series. It's going to be a one-time deal for now, but stay tuned because when I tell you that is going to be amazing, just from the men that I have lining up already, it's just, it, it warms my heart to see that one full, you know, form. Mm. I can imagine. I can definitely imagine. So, because I mean, you say it's only going to be a one-time thing, but you know, we know the world works in mysterious ways. So <laughs> you can say that if you want, but just get ready for it to be a series. So <laughs> my head is spinning right now because I know it's happening. I already know. Yep. I already know it's going to happen. I'm not even trying to put it in the universe because I know it's coming. That's why I'm like, you could pretend that it ain't going to get to there, but all right, <laughs> we both know already what's going to happen. No, but <laughs> I need. Is there anything yeah, and else? Yeah, that would be a great thing. Yes. Is there anything else you want to share with the audience before we let you go for the day? The one thing I want to share is to everyone, if you take nothing away, have fearless faith. Be afraid of nothing and endorse yourself. I love it. I absolutely love it. One more time, give your contact information for everybody just in case they missed it on the first go around. Everyone can find me at nobodygreaterinc.com, nobodygreaterinc.com. And if you want any women of impact information, that's at women, W-O-M-E-N-O-F-I-M-P-A-C-T-C-S.com. All right. So, folks, you heard it here first. I will make sure I get all of her contact information up on our social media. So make sure you check out WJMS Radio on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. Uh, her information will go up on our Facebook page after the show clears and wraps. So make sure you check that out. I want to thank all the folks behind the scenes that helped make Sound Off and WJMS possible. Of course, we'll be back again with a brand new episode next week. I am back in the saddle, folks, and I am back scheduling. So if you or somebody you know is interested in coming on the show to talk about what they're doing in the community, please send them my way. You can have them send me an email at wjmsradio at gmail.com or reach out to me on all their social media, whichever one is easier for you. Just put them in touch and I would love to hear from them. So thank you to the folks that helped make Sound Off possible. Thank you to everybody who listened. Thank you to the special guest today who had me in my feelings and really had me thinking about some things. Oh, man, you are, you have a gift, my lady. You have a gift for sure. <laughs> you are in the right thank business. Thank you so much. <laughs> Yes, I appreciate you. We're definitely going to connect offline and keep in touch because I think that there's a partnership here that needs to flourish between the two of us. I think we have a I think we have a good story to tell you and I. So we're going to be in touch, me and you. I love it. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. All right, folks, stay tuned. We'll be back again next week with a brand new episode. Until then, be safe and be blessed. I know you're afraid. Your heart will be broken. 
24-7 at WJMSRadio.com.